Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Corruption Podcast, What Happened to Grant Solomon. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy hump day to all of the listeners. So this weekend, this past weekend, I went to the great state of Tennessee for the very first time ever. It was so intense. But but it was good. It was a good intense. And I, I have so much to say. So I want to start by saying that it was amazing to finally be able to spend time with Angie and Gracie Solomon, who are just incredible, incredible women. And I'm truly in awe of them. I have to say, they are fierce and strong. And meeting them in person, just it broke my heart even more to to really 
understand at a deeper level what they are going through and what they went through. And, you know, I was like, let's do this. Let's do dinner. Should we go here? Should we go there? And it's interesting. Angie, Angie really just keeps to herself now. She really doesn't go out. I mean, ever. She kind of goes to Gracie's sporting events or Gracie's school and, and, and same with Gracie. And, and that's that. They really just keep to themselves. And that is kind of what, what they've had to do since, you know, Gracie came out with her, her video in 2021. So yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. And, and I understand that, you know, I, or I've said a few times, my, my journalism is editorial. It obviously doesn't seem very objective to, um, go and spend time with Angie and Gracie, but I think that, you know, we're past that. I've offered my opinions. I've offered, um, you know, my, my understanding of the accident and, and my understanding that I believe people are covering this up and not telling the truth. So yeah, we're past that. And I think, after visiting the site in Gallatin where Grant passed away, it's become even more clear to me that there are good guys in this story and there are quote unquote bad guys for all intents and purposes. And the good guys, they want Grant's case reopened and reinvestigated because something is foul and doesn't add up. And well, the quote unquote bad guys, I mean, I guess they can sleep well at night knowing that this case is closed, but I, I will get there. So, um, let's start with Franklin, Tennessee, the, the beautiful town of Franklin. So Franklin is about 30 minutes or so from the Nashville airport. And when I was driving, um, on the way to my hotel, I mean, I saw, the most gorgeous houses on two to three acres of land or more. I mean, clearly worth millions. So already I'm like, wow, this town is gorgeous and affluent. And um, downtown was very adorable as well with shops and restaurants. And, you know, every one to two miles, I swear, in Franklin, like there is a different Baptist church. So it's literally the Bible Belt, if if you've heard of that that term. But as a Christian myself, I I sometimes expect to feel some sort of way just being enveloped by by all of these churches, you know, and um, you know, surrounded by God's house on every corner. It really should feel good, but I didn't really get a, a good feeling. I I kind of had this feeling of emptiness while I was in Franklin, and I know clearly I'm I'm jaded because I only know this town because of this very sad story. So, um, yeah, I, I did. I felt empty and I felt a little bit uncomfortable, you know? And after starting this podcast back in April, I guess my eyes have really been opened up to some of the horrific things that have happened or have been covered up within some of these churches in Tennessee specifically. And I'm not just referring to... Grace Chapel scandals uh, that we've talked about. I'm referring to things like, you know, the Covenant School shooting, the youth pastor busted for human trafficking in Spring Hill, Tennessee in 2021, uh, the sexual abuse cover up at Brentwood Fellowship. And, and this is just to name a few. Oh, and now it was revealed the other day that Michael Oher, former NFL player and subject of the Oscar winning film, The Blind Side, was allegedly duped by his Tennessee family, Sean and Leanne Tui. 
And I mean, we haven't heard the other side of this story at all, of course. So, um, and there's always another side, but it's just another very strange story or happening coming out of this state that makes the national news. So yeah, the the whole time I was in, in Tennessee and Franklin and Gallatin and Nashville, I did have this like lingering feeling that was just hard to put my finger on. Um, yeah, that just didn't make me feel great. And, and yeah, obviously again, that's because of everything that I've, uh, uncovered while doing this podcast. And that's my only real experience with the state. Um, but anyway, so, so many places that you visit in Franklin in town, they, they have plaques with the history surrounding that particular area. Um, that that people could read and, and just you know learn more. So I want to read to you this one plaque, which is right in town in in Franklin Town Square, and it's titled Franklin Town Square Courthouse and Market House. Quote: A two-story brick courthouse was constructed where you are standing in about 1809. The market house, where farmers and vendors sold their produce and wares, stood in close proximity to the courthouse. For half a century, human beings were also sold and traded within the market house walls, as well as on the courthouse steps and elsewhere in the square. The Franklin Western Weekly Review often advertised the sale of slaves and men women, and children were sometimes sold to pay the debts of their deceased owners. Families were often ripped apart. In 1854, for example, a 25-year-old woman named Mary and her children, Daniel, Pryor, Anne, and an infant child, were sold here. James F. Carter purchased slaves in the town square early in 1854. Carter, the son of Fountain Branch Carter, bought John and Patsy and took them to Mississippi where he lived for several years. He moved back to Franklin and died in 1859. John and Patsy were probably sent to Carter's father's farm just outside town that the Battle of Franklin enveloped on November 30th, 1864. John and Patsy took the Carter surname they and their children were residing in Franklin as free people in 1870. The courthouse was demolished early in December 1855 to make way for the new courthouse, which stands today on the south side of the square. Soon, the market house was likewise torn down. The buying and selling of people, however, continued on the new courthouse steps and in the square through the outbreak of the Civil War. End quote. And sadly and horrifically, this was a time period where in all of the South, they participated in slavery and the buying and the selling of human beings, which is unspeakable. And it is, it is God awful. When you're in Franklin and you're in the, the town square and you're right smack in the middle of downtown, you do see a lot of these plaques on every street corner explaining the history of this house and the history of, of this place and the family that owned it. And, and it talks all about their slaves and gives you the history of the slaves. So I'm just trying to give everybody just some context around the Franklin downtown area itself. So I, I felt that this um, would help if I read that. 
I also learned of a few celebrities that reside in Franklin, Tennessee, or have have property in Franklin. So there is Kristen Cavallari, Carrie Underwood and her family, Chris Stapleton, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. I mean, just to name a few. So that's pretty crazy. A, a small town like Franklin has all of those celebrities. So yeah, I thought that was very interesting. So after I was done looking around the downtown area, I wanted to take a drive out to go and see Grace Chapel and Grace Christian Academy. And GCA, I mean, it really is a gorgeous campus. It's just huge. I mean, I can see why from the outside, one would just look at that place and be like, oh my gosh, my kids have to go here. The The facilities look amazing, the playground, and essentially it's right next to Grace Chapel. So I can see why you would just feel so safe, but I still just really got the heebie-jeebies even just being around the school and the church. Just a weird feeling in the pit of my stomach, if you know what I mean. But everyone in town, in, in the town of Franklin, they did seem very nice, very helpful to me, at least. I mean, my husband kind of mentioned he went to this museum and a girl that was working there was pretty rude to him, but he assumed she was just a teenager who didn't really want to be there working. But yeah, that was our only real instance of someone being rude to us. Everywhere else, it was like Southern hospitality on steroids. So I did really appreciate that. So anyway, this past weekend, while I was in Franklin, I pulled in a team of experts to discuss the case with me, go see Grant's truck and storage, and even go to the scene of the accident in Gallatin. And also in attendance with us was journalist Beth Braden from Luna Shark Media, who is covering this case with Mandy Matney and Liz Farrell on their True Sunlight podcast. So she joined us because she lives, you know, in driving distance. So it was really wonderful to meet Beth and talk to her about the case. And man, she is so good. She is up on all of her facts. So I also really look forward to the True Sunlight coverage as well. And lastly, besides me, Beth, the experts, and Angie, we were joined by George Brewer, who is a Franklin native, who was also on an episode of this podcast. And he bravely shared his experience at GCA. He's been a huge help with just putting different pieces of time timelines together throughout all of this. So George came with us to look at Grant's truck that was that was in storage. The truck. Okay. I believe all of us were in agreement. Me, Beth, George, our experts, we were shocked to see how much room there was from the ground underneath the truck to the top of the undercarriage of the truck. There seemed to be more room than all of us had imagined. We didn't have tape measures with us at the time, but if you slid underneath the truck, you wouldn't feel trapped enough to the point that you'd feel completely stuck and someone would have a hard time pulling you out. Now, I know that Grant could not be pulled out because you're not supposed to touch someone that's in that position that could potentially have a head, neck, or spine injury, 
But I did want to point that out, that underneath the truck, there was a lot more room than we thought Grant had in our heads. We thought the truck kind of made him immobile. That was not the case. So after going to visit the truck, we all went to visit Grant's gravesite. And this is just down the street and it was so beautiful. I mean, at first when you when you see Grant's name, it's on a beautiful bench with flowers. And then a few feet away is Grant's actual headstone, which is also gorgeous. It had his pictures on it. It has his, his numbers, his sports numbers. And oh my gosh, it just really took my breath away just to be there after spending so much time on this and getting to know Angie and Gracie. It was, it was very emotional. And for me, even the thought of losing a child can just instantly bring me to tears. So yeah, we all definitely needed a minute after, after that day. So the next day, we headed out to Gallatin to go to the scene of the accident, Ward Performance Institute. And I want to clarify something. On an earlier episode, when I referred to the Gallatin PD, I referred to them as an experienced and somewhat big police force because they even have an accident reconstruction person in-house, which is not the case for a lot of police departments. But Gallatin itself is not a large city. And my apologies if I made it seem like it was super large. I really was referring to the fact that the police force wasn't some podunk Arkansas, you know, sheriff with one deputy. It was an actual police force. So Gallatin is populated with almost 47,000 people, which is considered a small town. So my apologies if, if I noted otherwise. So... Anyway, there really wasn't anything going on in Gallatin. We did try to stop at a diner. I think it was called Old Glory or something like that. It was definitely a memorable place as we got some stairs. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
as, as, as we walked in. And Old Glory was somewhat connected to what looked like a residency for veterans. So it was definitely a small town feel for sure. Okay, so back to Ward Performance Institute. This is where everything got so real. Yeah, there's there's no way that this happened the way they said it happened. This is physics. The the truck was out there. It would have it would have stopped right in there or flipped. That's that's how steep the, the ditch is. No way. So that was my initial reaction, just utter shock as you heard. I was shocked at how steep the actual ditch was. And I want everybody, if you can, to go to the show notes today and pull up the pictures of of the truck that I, I added a link there, but pull up the pictures of the truck and how it was positioned when the police arrived. It was kind of up on a curb. So our experts concluded, and this is without, you know, an official reconstruction, obviously, but they concluded that if the truck rolled backwards from the parking lot into a ditch that steep, it would have most likely flipped over or it would have remained with the back of the truck stuck in the ditch at the deepest point. Instead, the pictures show, the official pictures from police, the pictures show that once the truck hit the deepest point of the ditch in its roll backwards, it managed to roll upwards after that onto the curb. And that's how they found the truck. Now, this is very hard to describe without seeing the ditch or the the parking lot and the actual site of the accident. And I'm telling you, you really have to see this in person to truly understand that physically it could not have happened the way they said it happened. And I was, oh my gosh, I was just shaking. I was shaking. When I saw the ditch and how the truck should should have really landed in that ditch if it happened that way, I was like, wait, what? Now I'm going to play you another very raw reaction I had while standing at the top of the parking lot. And it's a lot of me processing and just reacting, but I wanted to play it for you. This doesn't make any sense. It it doesn't make sense. The highway is getting busier. If he's on the phone here, up here, I guess I, I don't see how he could think that Grant could hear him calling to him. Like, hey, can you turn your head? Can you do this? It's it's too far. And even with no cars, you see no cars, even now it's a little noise or it's it's hard to hear. With no cars. So how I nothing makes sense. And this is essentially how, how far he was dragged. Right like this. I'm just really upset. I'm really upset that just being in this parking lot shows me that it didn't happen like that. It didn't. There's no way. Also, these cars, they're on enough of an incline where let's say, let's say Grant forgot to put it in park. This car, this car is not going to wait 
This car is not going to wait for me to get out to get my stuff. It's going to immediately start to roll as soon, as soon as I get out of it. If I didn't put it in park. And yes, those were my initial reactions to a few things. And I want to clarify when I was speaking about being so far away from the ditch that you couldn't hear me yell. If I was Aaron Solomon up at the top of the parking lot asking Grant to turn his head, my whole point in that was just to show people that I don't know why he yelled to him. I have no idea why he decided to yell to him, but from the top of the parking lot to the bottom of the ditch, you can't hear. And it's very obvious that you can't hear. You'd have to actually walk over to the ditch in order to have someone actually hear you. So I guess my speculation was like, oh, did he just yell to him? So the 911 operator would would think that he was concerned. I'm not sure. That's just an opinion or, or speculation that I had. And then in terms of being up at the very top of the parking lot where the cars were parked, when I said this car is on such an incline where it's parked, that there's no way that if Grant accidentally left the car in drive or whatever, even neutral, there's no way that it would wait for him to get his stuff out of the bed or the back of the truck before rolling. It's like, once you get out of that car, even one foot out of that car, it would start rolling. So that was another huge head scratcher to me. I mean, I'm I'm in the ditch where Grant passed, and just me me laying here on. I put myself on these rocks. I could feel myself, my back, just getting completely torn up by these rocks, just by me placing myself here gently. So I'm imagining, if you can see this, being dragged, okay, from all the way up there, all the way up there, to all the way down here. There's no physical way that you could not be harmed. Your body would not have marks and bruises and, and just road rash. What I was getting at is that the pavement was so hot and so full of gravel and rocks and the ditch was so rocky with large and sharp rocks that my back hurt just laying in it. So I guess my point is, and and not to be crass, but if it happened the way they said it happened, then Grant truly should have been hamburger meat, and he wasn't. His body was essentially perfect. So this goes back to the fact that maybe Aaron Solomon doesn't know what happened. Maybe he truly doesn't. But why wouldn't he want to know, and why wouldn't the police just do their job. A freak accident involving a healthy 18-year-old boy. That deserves more. End of story. So just to wrap up the trip as a whole, it was so productive and, and also so special. Between our experts and all of our work behind the scenes, I am really hopeful that we will be getting some answers in the weeks and months to come. So while we do some work behind the scenes, I'm also going to begin sharing with everybody on different episodes some of the stories that I've received from listeners 
in their experience with corruption in Tennessee. So to end today's episode, I'm going to share with you a story of a woman who reached out to me to tell me about what happened to her father. Quote, Dear Lauren, you questioned if Tennessee protects criminals, and I can tell you personally that they do. My father has been missing for 10 years, and the police have done absolutely nothing to look for him. Not only have they not assisted in my dad's case, I believe they have worked to hinder it. My dad was a Davidson County Sheriff's Captain, and he was involved in a shooting that resulted in a man losing his life. This started his mental decline. In the years following, my parents had me. My dad had an affair with a Metro Police Sergeant. He divorced my mom and then abandoned us. He decided to re-enter my life when I was 10 years old. And when I was 14, I had to sign away his rights and cut off all communication. His mental decline worsened, and he had a mental episode where he took his neighbor hostage. He was sentenced to Middle Tennessee Mental Health and then was sentenced to a group home in downtown Nashville. During this time, he was also estranged from his wife, Sergeant Monica Jett. On May 8, 2013, he left the group home, got in a cab, went to his bank in Pegram, Tennessee, and withdrew some of his money and then vanished. I listened to the podcast episode with Arthur Idala. And he said it perfectly to you. No one looks for men. They only look for pretty young blondes. My sisters and I have given DNA and we call every time that a body or remains have been found. In the last 10 years, my father's case has taken more twists and turns than you could ever believe. His missing persons report went missing and it took three years to go and get it refiled. Monica filed for divorce from my father after he was missing, and she got everything. She managed for the cadaver dogs to only be allowed to search one of the three parcels of land that she has, and she managed to push that timing to August 2016 when the dogs struggle with the humidity and it hinders their ability to do their job. The bank totally changed their story, and we believe they warned my stepmother that my father was in the area. Their house was roughly three miles away. Monica was also technically on medical retirement, but somehow she managed to detain two grown men who were stealing tin off of her shed roof the same year that my father disappeared. My father also had friends who had spoken up and stated there was physical abuse in their relationship and they had seen her hit him many times. I should also add that he also had an elder abuse charge because he did hit her with a beer bottle and she called the police on him. She had a restraining order, but from the time he went missing until the time Monica passed away, which was August of 2019, she never once asked, have you found him yet? If you're so afraid of someone that you have a restraining order, why would you not want to know where this man is? For years, we worked with Metro Davidson County Police, and then they said, well, unless someone confesses or his body is found, we can't do anything. 
And then it changed to, oh, he went missing in Cheatham County. So this isn't our case anymore. And then Cheatham County would say, oh, well, he lived in Davidson County. So this is not our case. We have a very well-respected and well-known detective that's been helping us quietly on the side. He gives us ideas on how to investigate, and he insists that we need my father declared dead in order to move forward with having it declared a homicide. The day before the seven years was up, there was a tip that was called in stating that my father was spotted in Oklahoma City. We hired PIs and cannot locate anyone in Oklahoma, but we question if this tip was to delay us in declaring him dead because now we have to wait until 2027. The podcast episode you did where someone stated to sue Toyota and then have them investigate the truck gave me hope and an idea. We are hoping to push to have my father declared dead and then sue the group home that he went to to have their insurers do an impartial investigation. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Thank you. End quote. And her father's name was John A. Brewer. And you can see in the show notes that I link out a few news articles and one podcast episode to this story if you'd like to do any further digging. But I was really happy to hear when she said that this podcast was able to give her ideas on how to navigate her own case. Um, If we can help just one person, I mean, that's just wonderful. So I was so happy to hear that. So thank you again for listening to another episode of Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.